good. Um, it's, I'm excited. And I say that because I, I love where he's going with this. So um, if you would turn in your Bibles to Psalm 135, I'm going to invite Daniel Gaiman up to read our passage this morning. I know you just sat down, but will you please stand for the reading of the word? The croaking of the word, in this case. Psalm 135. I can hear pages still rustling. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, you servants of the Lord. You who minister in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praise to his name, for that is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob to be his own, Israel to be his treasured possession. I know that the Lord is great, that our Lord is greater than all gods. The Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on the earth, in the seas and all their depths. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. He struck down the firstborn of Egypt, the firstborn of people and animals. He sent his signs and wonders into your midst, Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. He struck down many nations and killed mighty kings. Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kings of Canaan, and he gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his people Israel. Your name, Lord, endures forever. Your renown, Lord, through all generations. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nations are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, nor is their breath in their mouths. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. All you Israelites, praise the Lord. House of Aaron, praise the Lord. House of Levi, praise the Lord. You who fear him, praise the Lord. Praise be to the Lord from Zion, to him who dwells in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Christian family, thank you for being here. <sighs> Welcome to Psalm Sunday. That's a little the ch- church liturgical joke for you. There's not a lot of them, so I had to use it. <sighs> My name is Ryan Zellner, as uh, was already stated by Christina, and I am so honored and thankful to be here. I'm going to jump into it. Verse 1. Praise the Lord. In some of your translations, it may say, hallelujah. It's the same thing. Yahweh, Jah, hallelujah. That's where we get it. So uh, just to make sure that you are on the same page as me, 
I'm going to say praise the Lord, and I, I want your inner Baptist to come out, and I want you to say hallelujah. Uh, in, in high school, I took one of those aptitude tests, you know, where you, you take a test, and it's like, here's where you should end up and look for jobs, and so I took it twice. Uh, both times, it said train conductor. So I want to make sure that you are on board with me before I even get started. Praise the Lord. Oh, I don't even need to do that again. That was so great. Okay. We are finishing up four weeks of Psalms. Uh, we had Rick Langer. He was in uh, Psalm 27, and the word that he gave us was wait. And then week two with Dave, he gave us Psalm 57. The word that he used was refuge. Our God is a refuge. Week three, Dave again, he had Psalm 32. And the word and the exhortation to us was this. Confess. And today we are in our final week of Psalm 135. Psalms 120 through 134 are these 15 psalms called ascents. And uh, they used to use them on the way to the temple and uh, when they were going to the, the yearly feasts, and it would prepare their hearts to go in and worship God. In, in a way, the Psalm 135 is the psalm that it, these songs, psalms of ascents have been ramping up to this psalm. And the structure of the psalm itself is this kind of ramp, this body, and then this, this kind of downward ramp at the end where there's an exhortation to praise the Lord. Verses 1 through 3, three times says, praise the Lord. And where I'm going with this today is that in this psalm and in the other psalms, God has given us this great gift. Uh, Rick Langer, he, he kind of plucked at this, this string, this idea early on in his talk. And it, the, the string weaves through these other psalms. Dave kind of danced around it. And today we're going to talk about this gift. And, and I want you to think about a gift. I want to think about the time that you've, give, been, you've had this gift and you wanted to give it to somebody, and it was so great. And you just thought, like, I cannot wait to give this gift to this person. It's going to be perfect for them. They need it. It's going to benefit them. Actually, it's going to benefit me, too, because we're going to be doing it together. Uh, I just had this gift. I know Father's Day is a little bit ways away, but I, I found a gift for my father-in-law, and it was, like, perfect for him. He was in the military, and it was this cool thing that was military-related. So I said, I, I just bought it on the spot, and I wrapped it up, had it, and I, can't, I couldn't wait to give it to him. I've already given it to him, because uh, <laughs> I was just like, you're going to be so excited. Here is my gift for you. I'll get him a card in a couple weeks. But he was so happy, and we got to enjoy it together. I mean, think about the times that you've given gifts like concert tickets or that weekend away to Napa, and you're like, this is what we need right now. God's gift to us, his most, it's just an amazing gift, is music. God, God loves music. Uh, have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about how much God loves music? I mean, let me just say it. The Psalms are songs. Look, look at this call from our series. 
Rick Langer, week one, Psalm 27, verse 6. At his tabernacle, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. That was in the Psalm of Waiting. Dave, Psalm 57, 7 through 9. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake, my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the people. Last week's Psalm, Psalm 32, verse 11. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad. You righteous, sing. All you who are upright in heart. God has dedicated whole books of the Bible to Psalms, uh, to songs. You have Psalms, you have Lamentations, you have Song of Psalms. If you were to go through the whole Bible and start highlighting all the times it talks about music or singing or instruments, I mean, your highlighter would run out. And, and you'd have this really heavy Bible because of all the ink that you've just, just highlighted, Right? The first, first song in the Bible is Exodus 15. Israelites have just gone through the Red Sea. God has saved them. Uh, it closes up, washes the army away, and they stand on the shores. It's called Moses and Miriam's song. And they sing this wonderful song of praise and go, God, you just rescued us. What is the most fitting response to do? It's to stand and sing to you. God lets uh, Israel win battles through music. Second Chronicles 20, there's, uh, Jehoshaphat goes into battle. Praise and worship wins the day. Battle of Jericho, Joshua 6. I mean, it does not make sense to walk around a city seven times and blast trumpets and have the walls fall down. But in God's economy, it does. Jesus loves music. If you think about your last meal, a lot is said by a person at their last meal. And Jesus, at the Last Supper, gets his closest friends around him. They have this great meal. He makes promises to them. And before he goes off to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane, it says this. When they had sung a hymn... They went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus at the Last Supper led his disciples in a hymn. He sings before he goes to pray to his Father. Jesus loves music. Music is eternal. We know that there's going to be singing in heaven. Uh, Revelation is full of songs. Revelation uh, 15, 2 through 4 mentions two songs. Moses' song and the song of the Lamb. Both songs of redemption. In the New Testament, we are commanded to sing. James 5. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is any one of you happy? Let him sing songs of praise. I know you guys in Axios just went through this and the women's study went through it a couple weeks ago. Uh, I know my group, we just kind of glossed over the singing part. Right? Oh yeah, I should pray more. It also says we should sing. Here's this. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. I'm not in a musical here, people. (laughs) This does not apply to me. 
we kind of just skip over this command. Uh, one of the main tenets of our faith is that the Word of God is the inspired Word of God. So I, I want you to think about this. The Psalms are songs that God wrote, and then in them, He tells us that it is good to sing to Him. Wow. God loves music. Uh, Amos Lee, he's a singer and songwriter. He's got this, uh, this, this lyric that says, Sometimes all you got is a, is a song. I mean, when you think about God owns everything, God has everything, what can we possibly give back to him? Everything that, that we have is his. And he's given us this breath. And no matter where you're at in life, good, bad, in jail, surrounded on an island, or with your friends, you have this breath. And as long as you have this breath, God loves when we sing songs to him. And it benefits us. So back to our our psalm, verse 3. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praise to his name, for that is pleasant. Huh. Sing to his name, for it is good. We also have in Psalm uh, 147... It says a similar sentiment. Praise the Lord. How good is it to sing praises to our God? How pleasant and fitting to praise him. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving and make music to our God on the harp. So what is it about music? Well, first off, as a form, it's just this beautiful gift that God has given us. But it's more than that. It's it's a powerful gift that God has given us. Barna did a study that said music is the number one cultural influencer. It named the three. The three were uh, music, television, and movies. And if you think about it, music is in all, all of those. It's everywhere. It's in your dentist office. It's in your restaurants. It's everywhere you go. Music is powerful. And the world uses it to shape your hearts. What is a jingle? A song about a product or a brand that turns your heart towards it. When I hear the word jingle, I think of Pavlov's dogs, right? Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. What, what are you thinking about? McDonald's. Sounds good right now. Uh, (laughs) Music is for all people. You can't say, I'm just not a musical person. We have been created in the image of God, and God is a musical God, and God has put that in us. If you think about it, it's in all cultures, it's in all religions. Uh, When babies are born, what do we do? We sing lullabies to them. When people are on their deathbeds, we come around them. What's the the most uplifting thing you can do? I've heard so many stories of our community in this last couple weeks. When somebody was in their last and final days, people would come around them and they go, oh, and we sang this song. It was their favorite song. And it just brought us into the throne room with them. We ushered them in. I know some of you are 
are, are going and seeing Richard, our sweet beloved Richard, who's in a coma. And they say, hearing is the last to go. And so I know that some of you in our community have been going and singing to him. And I thank you. I thank you as his friend that you are doing that. On birthdays, we honor people. At weddings, we celebrate. Uh, like, why music, God? Why music? I, I use it as, like, I'm a typical guy. I don't like to cry, and I, I don't like emotions that much. I, like, I'll touch him with a 10-foot pole, but that's about as close as I want to get. And then I turn on music, and I've recognized as I've gotten older that I use music to emote and to let my emotions out. And you can tell where I'm at based on the types of the music that I'm listening to. Um, and here's why. Music is holistic, Mark 12, 29 through 30. It's the greatest commandment. Somebody comes and asks Jesus, what is the most important commandment? He says this. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Music brings them all together. I have this great picture some of you guys are just like, I just want to love God with my mind. And if that was the truth, then God would not have called us to sing. God wants more than our mind and our actions. He wants our hearts. He wants our emotions. He wants our passion. We are in a love relationship with him. This is just not a contract that you get, a business contract. This is, our relationship is more like a dynamic marriage. And music allows us to connect to God in that way. And music connects us. John Foreman, uh, the lead singer of Switchfoot, he has this quote. It says, when, when, I, when I'm looking for songs, I'm looking for truth, goodness, and community. And the Bible uses the analogy of the church as a body. And so what better way for the body to come together than to unite our voices and to swell with our words into a song of praise and give him one offering of song. And Joel already pointed out, it doesn't matter the quality of your voice. It's the quantity of of us coming together and pouring our hearts out before God. God works out the rest. He makes it sound good. No song has ever been sung in isolation. God always hears. The songs by nature are made for other people, not just the person writing it. He always hears it. So not only does God hear, but God speaks to us through music. I have a friend, she was driving out to Vegas for a trade show. She was in the fashion industry. And a song came on. It was uh, this song called Lord Have Mercy. And she starts bawling. And she didn't know why. And then she started listening to the words of the song. I'm going to read them for you. This is just the chorus. I've built an altar where I worship things of men. I've taken journeys that have drawn me far from you. Now I'm returning to your mercies, ever flowing. 
pardon my transgressions. Help me love you again. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. She listened to the song over and over again for four hours. God had spoken to her, revealed something. The truth of the song gave this message. She walked into that trade show and told her biggest client at the time, I'm quitting and I'm going to start a nonprofit foundation and I'm going to work with at-risk youth. And that was my friend Lisa Cassiter. A lot of you know her with teen leadership. We've been blessed by that song because her life went in a totally different direction after she heard that. Music is beautiful and life-giving. God is a creator God and has made many beautiful things. I think music is one of the most beautiful things that he's created. And songs just this, this, this form that reflects his creativity. And of course, there's, there's many other benefits to music. Uh, it helps us remember. It absolutely does. How many scriptures do you know because as a child, you learned a Bible song that had those scriptures in them. It reduces stress. The next time you're in traffic, turn off NPR. Turn on some music. I found an article online. It's called uh, Scientists Find 15 Amazing Benefits to Listen to Music, uh, which included increased happiness, reduces depression. Come on, that's like good stuff. Why wouldn't I take that? William James sings, I don't sing because I'm happy. I'm happy because I sing. No wonder God has called us to sing, because it's this beautiful art form that gives us life. Uh, Martin Luther has this quote, next to the word of God, music deserves the highest praise. The gift of language combined with the gift of song was given to man that he should proclaim the word of God through music. Give me the gospel in a song and I will sing it all day long that the world may know who sits on the throne. This song is a song of praise. I've mentioned in the first three verses, it it says, praise the Lord. The last three verses of the psalm call people to praise the Lord five times. I want you to think about this. The Bible calls the body a temple. What happens in temples? We're called to sing. So clearly, this is a psalm of praise. So the question becomes, why is God worth singing about? I think the better question is, who is better to sing about? And the body of our psalm tells us why. Look at verses 3 and 4 again. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Sing praise to his name, for that is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob to be his own, Israel to be his treasured possession. The Lord is good, and we sing because he has chosen us, and we are loved by him. We're in that covenant relation. Verse 5, note the personal tone that this takes. I know that the Lord is great, that our Lord is greater than all other gods. And then the psalmist launches in to the three parts on just how much greater God is than any other thing 
on heaven or on earth. Through verses 6 through 18. Verses 6. The Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on the earth, in the seas and all their depths. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain, and he brings out the wind from his storehouses. In a polytheistic society, there was gods for all of those things. If they didn't itself just worship that thing like the sun. And our psalmist says, no, no, no. God made all those things. God's in control of all those things. In fact, God's just got like extra wind in storehouses. It's like, it's like Amazon out there and he's just got wind in it at his disposal. It doesn't cause him anything to make it come out. It's so easy for him. Verses uh, 8 through 14 pulls out this idea that God has rule over all earthly authority. It is God who saves. Back then, Pharaoh was God. These kings were God. Even in the New Testament, right? Rome was supposed to be this, this, this hand of God, and Caesar was God. And we see here that, no, it's God who saves. God can just topple them over at a whim. And this is our redemption story. Look at verse 4. For the Lord has chosen Jacob to be his own, Israel to be his treasured possession. You are his treasured possession. Verse 14. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. Now we get into my favorite part. This is verse uh, 15 through 18. It's this great contrast of our wonderful, good, caring, and powerful God versus what the world has to offer, just a block of wood. Uh, if you want to read more about this, turn, uh, and if you're taking notes, Isaiah 44. Uh, if, if this is the song version, Isaiah 44 is the book version. Uh, and so go and read that, because at the end, it comes to the same conclusion. It says, all creation should sing, because God has redeemed Israel. The idols of the nation are silver and gold made by the hands of men. Well, nobody made God. They have mouths but cannot speak. Well, God speaks. Eyes but they cannot hear. God hears. Eyes. You can see. Shoot. But <laughs> Verse 17. They have ears but they cannot hear. God hears. Nor is there breath in their mouths. Verse 18. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. We serve the one true God. The same is true for us. What we worship, we become like. Because worship forms and shapes our hearts. So singing songs and worshiping God is, is heart-shaping for us to to turn our hearts to God and to increase the joy that we have for him, to become more like him. And so trust in the Lord, your God. Sing to the God who hears you. Sing to the God who sees you, the God who speaks to you, the God who loves you, and the God that cares for you. Because we have nothing left, nothing to give God, but the breath that he has given us. And as long as we have that breath, God has called us in his scripture to continually to come to him with a song of praise. 
My goal uh, this morning is simple. I want to awaken you to this beautiful, powerful, much-needed gift. That we would focus and use this gift in a way that would please him and help us shape our hearts to delight in him. I'm no singer. I mean, like I I sing, but like nobody's standing around in me saying like, ooh, we want to hear you sing. Um, So I have zero, I'm up here with zero musical talent saying that we need to, we need to sing. My invitation to you, my word for this psalm is this, sing. I've got a great example uh, I, I prefer to look at that not as a progression of a donut, but as a tray of six donuts. And if I were to say to you, hey, I'm going to offer you a donut, which one do you want? Um, the right answer is, I'm going to take the untouched, uneaten donut, because that's gross if you want any other donut. <laughs> and I feel like that's the Christian life. Like we are looking to have this full life in Christ and we're supposed to obey him completely and follow after him. And I just think it would be the craziest thing if we're like, yeah, I follow Jesus and I pray, but I only pray on Sundays. I'd be like, oh, okay. It feels like you're missing out a little bit. Or if you're like, no, I I love Jesus and uh, I love the word of God, but I I only read it like once a month. Oh, I'd be like, huh, that's interesting. I feel like you're not getting the full effect here. Uh, I feel like you're, you're, you're taking this whole life and you're saying, I, I'm only going to use that a little bit. And I think Jesus, uh, in his call to say, hey, pray, commune with me, uh, read your Bible, learn about me through there, uh, serve. You know, like what if you're like, yeah, I love Jesus. I just don't like serving. Like that's not my thing, you know. I'd be like, oh, I think you're missing like, I don't know, like 25% is bad. I'm not good with numbers. But I'm just saying, you know, like you'd be missing out on what God has, the full abundant life. And so I feel like song and music. My question is, are you missing out on the full abundant life? Because God has made it clear. Hopefully I've done a good job of saying, look, this is part of the Christian life. Enter into it. Just abandon yourself into it and see what God has for you in this. So, a couple things. Sing corporately. Bring your full self to worship with others. Bring your voice, your heart and your emotions, your body, your mind. Reflect on the words. Let that praise swell up and out of you. Uh, try bringing a song into your home groups or around your dinner table. Just try it. If you're not musical, play a song and listen to it. Uh, we tried it a couple of weeks ago in our staff meeting, and Scott and Joel were not there. So uh, let's just say that we, we practiced it. We didn't succeed in it. You know, we got close. We got close. We sang the song. Uh, we just need help. Uh, We got a concert coming up July 23rd with Tim Timmons. If you haven't been to a concert in a while, I would, I would go. That's, that's a good practical application. Here's another one. Sing by yourself. Uh, my favorite thing 
my favorite thing, I get such a joy out of this, is when you pull up to a stop sign and you look over, and I'm in, I, my vehicle's a little raised so I can see down into people, uh, and they have the windows rolled up and the like you hear the bass rattling in their trunk and they're just like going for it. You know, they're just like, you don't know who or what they're listening to. It's probably like Aerosmith or something, but, but they're singing and they are going for it. Oh, I want you to go for it. Find a place, a quiet place, even if it's in your heart and, and just listen to a song that moves you and brings you closer to God. Reflect on the words, listen to the melodies and go, God, you created this. I want to enter in, and I want to become closer to you. Uh, discover new songs. You know what I love? Like, my favorite thing about this thing, and there's a lot of things I don't like about it. My favorite thing about this thing, there's 50 million songs in my pocket. Okay, you have no excuse to go, like, I haven't found good songs that bring me closer to the Lord. Like, after 50 million, just spend an hour looking for some or ask some friends. Let's start sharing songs that have brought us closer to the Lord. I guarantee you, not all 50 million songs will bring you closer to the Lord. I'm not, like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we gotta, we got to discover them and find them. Or write your own song. Psalm 149, sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the saints. You have a story. God has redeemed you. What would your song be? Or do like a lot of the other psalmists did, copy and paste from Scripture. Pull together these, these parts of Scripture and, and, and put them in a form that you can remember, that you can repeat to yourself over and over again. Write your own song. So am I... My summary, my ending is this. Fill your week with praise, not just Sunday mornings. Fill your house with praise. Fill your cars with praise, especially when you're going through hard times. There is nothing more powerful than a song. You could be going through something physically, emotionally, or spiritually. And music and the practice of gratitude, praising God, can combat those dark feelings. Verse 5 in this says, let the saints rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. This contrasts to an earlier psalm that says, we weeped and we wailed on our beds. And so the bed takes this form of weeping and wailing and turns it into a song of joy. And we can do that with our lives. All we ever have to offer, God, is a broken hallelujah. That's all we've, at our best day, it's a broken hallelujah. And the Psalms are clear that we're to bring our whole self to God. And so our gift to God is also our gift from God. And I'm just going to close this out with verses 19 through 21. O house of Israel, praise the Lord. O house of Aaron, Praise the Lord. O house of Levi, praise the Lord. You who fear him, praise the Lord. Praise be to the Lord from Zion, to him who dwells in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, would you awaken us to 
this is not a new way, but God, give us those muscles to flex that we can praise you, that we can celebrate you, that the, the word and your praises would be on our tongues, Lord, wherever we go. Might we give you glory. May this be an exercise and a discipline for us to express, to grow closer to you. Uh, Lord, move amongst us. Send us your presence. We love you. Amen.